Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 311, recorded on January 21st, 2021. On tonight's episode, we discuss, well, we make up some fake news for Slow News Week. Uh, we talk about Justin behind his back, and then we potentially we talk about the potential release of Apex Legends in the near future, and then questions from the peeps in the community. Jesse, you know what to do. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? It is episode 311 of Nintendo Dads, January 21st, 2021. And, you know, over the years, we've changed a lot and then some, some, but you know that we've always been down, down. Some of y'all get that. And if you do, I salute you. You were alive in the 90s. Joining me on tonight's show is the usual cast of characters. Mine is Justin, which is unfortunate because there's Apex Legends news to talk about. And uh, this is where we get to say, hey, Justin, we don't care. <laughs> we're tired of Apex Legends. That's why I said we were going to talk about him behind his back. Right, right. We're, not we're just, no, anyway, it's good news. Hopefully, maybe, I don't know. There's not a lot of news this week. And so that means you get to listen to us talk about games and other things. Like maybe we'll talk about Doritos. Who knows? Uh, speaking of Doritos, Tim Off, how you doing, man? What's your favorite flavor of Doritos? Spicy nacho. Okay. Okay. I like the spicy, spicy nacho ones. So All right. now I'm well, gonna have to get you? me some. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's again, like I, I say, probably the last couple of weeks. I always look forward to Thursday nights because it's to me it's the beginning of the weekend. I still got to work tomorrow, but you know, just being able to hang out with you guys, talk about games, and yeah, talk about the things this, we this, hear from the community. It's it's awesome. This week is this Thursday is is really. Uh, I'm like that too because I got exposed to COVID nineteen on Sunday by my mom. And job, uh, she, well, no. she didn't know she had it. She knew <laughs> right. she had it. She was actually coming in to tell me and my wife some other medical news things going on in her. And 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 I say that and it sounds really heavy. And it's there's it's kind of serious, but not really. Like she's got a, a surgery coming up, and she just wanted to tell us in person. Yeah. And she's not around anybody else, so we don't know where she picked it up. But she went to the doctor the next day, and they tested her just off the cuff, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you're positive." So I got a fun quarantine this week and I've I've got a test um, at some point. I can come back to work. That's fun. But nobody's here. Vaccinated too, right? So Uh, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. My 5G reception goes up tomorrow. (laughs) I can't wait. I'm going to become my own tower. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, Jesse (laughs) Waldack also joining us all the way from the big state of Missouri. How you doing, man? Uh, what is your favorite Dorito flavor? First, Kansas side. Kansas and side. I'm sorry. Not, not I'm the sorry. Missouri side. And uh, he likes the I, states that start with an M. So you know, Missouri, Minnesota, Michigan, <laughs> Michigan, <laughs> I I've always liked Cool Ranch. At my man. That, that was I my. Knew, I, was, I knew. I was, back in when I was in college, that was my flavor of choice. Uh, you know, haven't had chips I, in a long time. With being on keto for almost for over two years now, but uh, but can I, I, I tell you, can I say this like Doritos to me like you know kind of tie like I don't know why but they kind of tie in with Taco Bell for some reason mm-hmm. maybe there's just this mind correlation from when I was little but growing up in the eighties Taco Bell did not have cinnamon twists does anybody remember what they had no they had cinnamon chips 
All right. So it was like the same stuff that they do the cinnamon twists were with, but they were like chips instead of twists. And I think Doritos is missing a huge market by not having like a cinnamon sugar Dorito. There's caramel. There's like caramel covered bugles now, which are amazing. There's (laughs) chocolate covered bugles. Those are fantastic. Cinnamon sugar Doritos. Hey, you got to remember this, the snack dad's talk is post-show stuff. I know. You're getting into that territory. (laughs) But here's what I want. Can can I just ask people, put your favorite Dorito in the chat. If you're watching us right now, put your favorite Dorito in the chat. Um, You know, I I don't know if, even if you don't like Doritos, just say I don't like Doritos. What's the favorite snack you have? If you're playing games, do you snack? You know, when you're yeah, games, spicy you know? barbecue. I didn't know there were spicy barbecue uh, Dor- um, Doritos, but I've got to find those. You know what? The best the best chip out right now. Bottom line, <laughs> it's totally off topic. We don't, we don't have any news. We're not on topic is, right now. So. Um, <laughs> the, the best is the all dressed ruffles. Mm, yeah, those are all good. dressed ruffles are fantastic. Sweet chili is what Mecha Dragon says. Justin Masson says. Regular Doritos. Why am I not surprised? Justin, Justin, there are no regular flavored Doritos. He's just talking about nacho. He's up there. He's up there with his craft dinner and his Timbits (laughs) and all kinds of stuff. Was there like a fiery hot red hot? Yeah, flaming hot Doritos. Flaming hot. I think the the first the first time I had those, I got sick. I don't think they're related, but. That was some interesting colored output. <laughs> chili, salt. I'm seeing salt and vinegar chips, zesty Starburst. This is a, this is a time to plug that if you're a ten dollar and up patron on the post show, I'm going to eat this Ghost Fire um, country meats pork jerky stick. Uh, I'm scared to death of this thing because it's it says made with the world's hottest pepper. You're going to eat that in the post show. I'm going to eat it in the post show. The, the snack if, dad's post If show. there is the intended reaction, that it will be clipped out and we'll post that. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> let's get on with, uh, you know, some real stuff. Let's talk about some real things. We've got a little bit of news to talk about, and then we can talk about what we've been playing because we're backlogged on that for a few weeks. Uh, we can we can talk about several of the things we've been playing. So let's hit the news, shall we? <laughs> And our news is brought to us by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where you Patreon. can join in with our Discord and with post and pre-show audio and all kinds of other cool stuff. Maybe even be a producer of the show. Uh, it starts at a dollar a month and then goes up in different tiers from there. We've got four different tiers for you to choose from. We try to keep it a little bit simple so that, uh, you know, it's not all strung out and everything. But guys, here's the thing. I, I, I feel like we need to... Um, it's been a while since we've talked about this and I want to, I want to kind of bring it back to the forefront uh, because we're getting kind of close to it. Okay. And that is that there's a threshold that's set in our, in our discord that once we reach a certain dollar amount and uh, we won't, or not in our discord in our Patreon, we won't talk about that. You can go over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads and see what that is. And once we reach that monthly dollar amount, we will begin planning Nintendo dad con. Like, what? Where we can get together and hang out and play video games and eat Doritos and uh, yeah. all those other things and ghost uh, that we're doing. 
Um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Look, and and honestly, I think it'd be really cool. Here's the, here's the great thing about this is uh, would be super killer uh, coming out of COVID, right? Like coming out, everybody's getting vaccinated. It's dying off, and we're getting to go back to normal life. And all of a sudden, boom, we get to announce and do. DadCon. Uh, and there was also a goal in there to send Jesse or send somebody, whoever wanted to go to E3 or PAX East or PAX South or PAX West, wherever that is. We're working on that too. Look, when conventions come back, Nintendo dads are going to cons. That's that's happening. All right. So uh, Je- Jesse was going to E3. Uh, yeah, I was booked. I, 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 I had the airline booked. I had the hotel booked. The the Airbnb booked. I had I had the press pass accepted and ready to go. Did you, were you staying in the uh, same Airbnb that uh, Kind of Funny stayed in a few years ago? I have no idea. Probably not. You know which one I'm talking about, don't you? No. It was a dungeon. Oh. It was a fun dungeon. A function? Just just infer what you will from there. They didn't know it till they got there. Oh, that type of dungeon. <laughs> a fun dungeon. <laughs> Dead's after dark dungeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. John and Drew over there. They they would. Mm, it's like their basement. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, you can head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, and uh, you can jump in over there. Uh, we would love to have you as a brand new patron of the show. And uh, we're just seven patrons away from 125. It'd be pretty cool if you were one of those seven. If you're listening and you've been thinking about taking the plunge, now's the time. Uh, Tons of great interaction going on over in the Discord. Uh, and, uh, man, like so much I can't even keep up with it a lot of times. Like I just kind of – it's over – like I get overloaded. And I, I like to jump in and see what people are talking about. And, hey, the Discord, Tim, with Jesse, is where uh, a lot of our partner shows have spawned from, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of our yep. Nintendo Dads family. And we announced – Last week that we've got a new show, or last couple of weeks we got a new show joining the family with Retro Logic, uh, and don't forget we've got Dinner Table, Dads After Dark, Dad Crossing, and of course OG Nintendo Dads. All five members of the family now. You can see a new graphic that Tim made up for us over on social media. And speaking of social media uh, and stuff that's been going on, um, we, I just wanted us to pause here really quick and just say a huge thank you to each and every one of you guys that participated in Gaming for Guru uh, over the weekend. If you watched a stream, if you streamed yourself, or if you uh, shared the the posts or the or the streams or the hashtag, or or if you donated, um, guys, we had an incredible, incredible weekend. And I want to say that right now, as we stand, we're sitting at twenty thousand six hundred and thirty-one dollars. That was Ray has been raised so far for Bobby. Now we didn't do all of that. Yeah. Uh, it was sitting at about eight thousand. Uh, it was, it was just si- un, it was just under nine thousand before the whole G four G campaign kicked off. Right, just before that weekend. But now when we like announced and started it, accepting yeah. donations and everything, it was yeah. sitting at a little over seventy five hundred. Right, and then right? Fr- when we started when you started streaming Friday morning, it was about eleven thousand. So yeah. We raised yeah. several thousand just in the planning stages, and then almost ten thousand since Friday. Yeah, during the stream, so that's awesome. And 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 man, our our friends and partners that came in and helped us with this, uh, it was really a group effort. It was not. It's not just one person. It's not just Nintendo dads. 
Huge thanks to like uh, Sean Capri over at the Xbox Drive, uh, Chris Berto over at Megadads, uh, all the folks over at PSVG, uh, Console Cato, Holly Crossing, Lizabelle, um, Quest for Pixels, Joe After Work, um, and PS Trophy Room, Mr. Badbit from PS Trophy Room. He's actually, he's continuing to stream this week because he's recovering from COVID and wasn't able to do a lot during the actual weekend. Uh, and you can go check that out. But I want to read this. And um, well, before you do, fan of you know uh, Mecha Dragon, who uh, writes in almost weekly, um, he's he's done. He he did a stream uh, plugging yeah. uh, G for G and says yeah. he will plan continue to do it all month as long as the campaign's up. As far as I know, the campaign's up. It's not our campaign to administer. It's that yeah. that's, it was set up by one of his family members. Yeah, the GoFundMe was set up by Ashlyn Pauls, who's his niece. Um, the official cutoff date for donations, though, is the 26th of January. For so prizes. Any do- yeah, for prizes. Yeah, for prizes. prizes. You feel, you feel free donate to donate anything you want anytime. But They've for- upped the goal to $30,000, <laughs> um, and, and we want to continue to do that. And, and, you know, maybe this is like after we see kind of where Bobby is and everything, it might be something we need to do again, and we'll be glad to do that. But I want to read this, this message from uh, Donna, who is Bobby's mom. She posted this Monday on his GoFundMe. If you haven't seen it, here's what it says. We cannot thank you enough. We are beyond grateful. Bobby is taking baby steps forward every day, but it is still going to be a long recovery. Please keep praying. When he does fully wake up and see what his family and friends have done for him, he will be floored. And then she puts the heart emoji and says, thank you. Uh, And so, guys, there is still, I mean, like, you know, we're getting like semi-weekly updates from the family. Bobby is recovering. Bobby is off a lot of the, the machines and things that he was on. Uh, and he's still recovering. But, guys, just continue to, to think about him. Continue to keep him in your thoughts and prayers. And, um, we'll, you know, we'll do what we need to do uh, to, to continue to, to see him getting And just I, I just wanted to say thank you. It was – that is an incredible number to look back and be like we raised almost, you know – over the course of January, we raised about $12,000 for Bobby. It was nuts. Um, and uh, that's not counting some of the T-shirt money that uh, and other stuff that uh, we, we donated. Some of that, what we were trying to do was push it over that $20,000 that $20, level, so we donated some of that that we already knew about. And then any of that money that comes in, uh, and any money that comes in for the Gaming for Guru Tees, at any time or, or, or any merch or whatever, any merch that says gaming for guru, any of that money is being donated 100% by us since we're kind of running the store. Uh, all of that is being donated to the GoFundMe. All right. If that ever changes or we need to take it down or something, which I can't anticipate us doing, but if, if that ever has to change, we will make sure you know in the first place. And make uh, sure you're buying the Gaming for Guru t-shirt <laughs> from an authentic source, the Nintendo Dads, yeah. Redbubble, or T Public stores. <laughs> Nowhere else. Yeah, yeah if, it's not, if it's not from the <laughs> Nintendo Dads store, we actually had a case this week where somebody stole the design and started selling it under their own store. Uh, and y'all, that's just, that is not cool. <laughs> Shady. <laughs> that is not cool. Super shady, super scummy. Uh, and that's all we're going to say about that. Uh, just be sure that you're buying it from go to nintendodads.org and go to that website. And you can still donate. It's 
the, the link is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y backslash gaming for guru. Uh, and all of that is words. Not, it's not a number four. It's just gaming for guru. All right. And uh, there's that. So let's talk a few headlines. As Justin has already pointed out in our chat, and we have already alluded to this week, the Japanese Apex Legends Twitter account tweeted that the game would be playable on Nintendo Switch on February the 2nd. Now, this lines up with a new season starting in Apex Legends, uh, but there's not been any confirmation or denial in any other territories, uh, which still kind of classifies this as a rumor, wouldn't you say? Yes. It's because, you know, we, we know that not every game is worldwide releases. It's, you know, confirmation that, you know, it's coming, but not still. If it doesn't happen on February 2nd, it's, you know, it's not, I'm not going to be surprised. I'm not going to be surprised either way. I but, can't uh, see it happening in one region only that day. Yeah. And not, and not all the others. Yeah, it, it'll likely happen. You know, it, but... And what's, uh, what's interesting we've, about that... We've seen that, weird things happen, too. What's mm. interesting about that is that... Um, um, February 2nd is a Tuesday. And usually, usually large releases on Nintendo Switch happen on Thursday or Friday. Well, some so, third, some major third parties do land on Tuesdays too. So it's some, t- but it's yeah. it's typically become Thursday. Uh, it could be to line up with a new season, and I don't play Apex right now because can't play it on the Switch. Uh, I don't know when the new season of Apex Legends starts. I think it's around that time. Uh, I I think it is the second. Well, then um, if that's the truth, then no, it's set to launch on February fourth. February fourth. Okay, so yeah, it was, which would be Thursday. Yeah. So anyway, it's uh, there's there's already some leaks out there about it, and uh, some stuff going on with well, that. You can go check it out. There's a Polygon article I just found that does say Feb two. Oh, well, I just I searched new season of Apex Legends and the well, Google machine told me February fourth. There was but, a February fourth, twenty nineteen season launch. <laughs> I did. I saw that show up in the search history as well. There you go. Thank you, Jesse. Uh, Justin's <laughs> not here to prove me wrong. Uh, I just read the first thing that popped up. I should have should have put eyes on it just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that is hopefully happening. I know there's a lot of people excited about it. I'm going to personally be checking out Apex Legends on the Switch. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about around that too was uh, with HD Rumble and everything. I don't know if you've ever played this game, like on the Xbox. Uh, we I played around with it on Xbox One, and just shooting with this game feels really good. Like the way the controller reacts and the vibration that comes through it, as far as it, it makes it feel extremely realistic. Uh, I'm hoping that they're able to copy some of that stuff uh, in the Switch version, and it's not just left out. I would think course, so. I don't, you know, Xbox X, Xbox One and even Xbox Series, I don't think has particularly sophisticated rumble. You know, not like the, the Switch and PS5. I've never played it on PS5 so or, or 4, so I don't know if it yeah. does the same thing. I just know that, like, I was like, man, that feels that feels realistic, you know, as far as when you pull the trigger. 
Uh, and of course, we don't know how good it's going to look either. <laughs> Uh, because of, I mean, I've really know, I did really notice, and I'll tell you where I, I've, I've seen some real graphical fidelity noticeable loss is playing Doom Eternal. Uh, Doom yeah. Eternal is, it, it plays great, y'all, <laughs> but it is definitely a Switch release. Um, it's not, it's not bothering my enjoyment of it. Uh, but like, it's kind of made me wonder, do I want to like, should it's, I? It's, it's just hard to compare between the two versions. Should I have played it on PS5 since I have access to it? I don't know. Um, but anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, new Pokemon Snap uh, was revealed this week to apparently be 6.8 gigabytes in size. But more importantly than that, and more surprisingly, it also features online functionality. Yeah, it doesn't say uh, what that functionality is i'm, I'm going to call this right now it's sharing your photos online that's possible it's sharing your photos with other players like i i feel like that maybe there's going to be like a a nintendo switch online app thing uh where you can look at photos or something i don't know i still don't get this game <laughs> i don't i just don't I it's don't not, get the appeal. If it's we didn't play it the first time, it's not it's not nostalgic. I did play it the first time, Tim. I, oh, I played okay. I played it on the Nintendo sixty four, and I played it for five minutes and went, "This is dumb." <laughs> How old were you when you played it? I was in college. Well, yeah, okay. okay. That's that's right. I mean, I'm I'm cool our with informative that. years. Like I'm, we, I'm cool with being <laughs> wrong on this. I'm just saying that for me and you don't even have to be wrong. It's not it's not for you and hey yeah, well okay I'm I'm cool with it not being for me and yeah, I'm cool with it being cool. being for everybody else. I just don't yes. get it. Um yep. for me just like, like some I know, people don't get why we're nostalgic for certain things too. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. I know I get it. Like some people probably look at me and are like, why does it not why does he like Mega Man so much? Why is it every year when he streams extra life he plays Mega Man? Because it's good. Anyway, I like, but again, it's my personal taste. Here's what I, um, I, I kind of want to dig into a little bit here. Uh, we talked last week about it really looks like, um, Nintendo's like spring is really coming together now, right? Like we've seen, uh, January, we've seen February, you're getting Mario, March, we're getting, uh, Bravely Default 2. Uh, Pokemon, new Pokemon Snap in April and on and on, you know. I, this is like, like I get it and I see people hype for it and I see people excited about it. But like I'm in that position again where it's like, okay, uh, what am I going to play? <laughs> uh, you know, like it, I'm not, I'm not going to get Pokemon Snap. Bravely Default 2, I played the demo and I deleted it 10 minutes into it. Um, didn't even really like the, the 3DS game. Um, so, like, are, are you guys there or are you hype for Spring Nintendo? Uh, I'm so, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Mario game next month and, and Pokemon Snap. I do, I do remember playing the original game. When it was new, again, I was also college age uh, or older uh, at that time, but still it was at just right in the middle of Gen 1. So every, every, everything's Pokemon everywhere. 
and uh, but I, I did like it. I did eventually find out how to take pictures of every Pokemon that was available, and you know I think there was only what sixty ish, seventy ish out of the hundred and fifty at the time. Now now they have eight hundred and fifty or so to choose from, so it'll be interesting to see how large the game ends up being. Yeah, and I totally and, forgot Monster Hunter too. Uh, and, and Bravely Default is actually February, so Monster Hunter I, is the March game, right? Monster Hunter's March. Yeah, you got Mario and Bravely Default in February. Monster yeah. Hunter. I'm not and new Pokemon Snap. Yeah, Monster Hunter and Bravely Default is a pass for me. Yeah, I'm not going to be doing Monster Hunter. Yeah. Uh, the demo gave me all I needed to. <laughs> And I'm not, again, that's one that's like, I get that has a rabid fan base and there's, it's probably there for a reason. I thought it looked and, and sounded gorgeous on Switch. I think it's a really cool get for Nintendo to have, but I guess I'll just be playing Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, Monster Hunter, you know, I think they've probably done better with their tutorials over the, over the last five, 10 years, but still the Monster Hunter games have a large learning curve. Yeah. It's almost like since there is the online element of it, like you need somebody that that's a seasons monster hunter player to like come along in the very beginning and say, okay, here's what you do. Now here's what you do. Right. Now here's what you do. Okay. Now I'm gone and you're on your own. Yeah. Like you've played monster hunter, haven't you? A lot. Yes. Uh, I haven't finished any of them, but I, I, I like them and I like what I've played and okay. I got, I got what I felt I needed out of them. And I'm, I'm excited for monster hunter rise. And then obviously, I mean, this isn't we're I know we're talking about spring, but I'm looking forward to monster hunter stories to, too, as well. It comes supposed to come out this summer. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to both of those games, especially monster hunter rise. And I have that pre-ordered uh, the physical version. So, I've got that that I'm going to be getting. And then I've got the Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. So according to the game store, the Nintendo Switch game store, that's four. That's two out of the four things that's coming out the spring that I'm getting. So I think I'm doing pretty good. And then, you know, just this January is part of the, I guess, part of this quarter, you know, got uh, um, Scott Pilgrim, you know, that came out. And then well, that's uh, true. Um, what else came out? Oh, the Hitman games that we just got. So, yeah, I mean, there's uh, and Hitman Three being day and date with everything else, even though it was a cloud version, was yeah. a huge deal for Nintendo very, Switch. Very huge. Uh, and uh, I'm like, I'm looking forward to playing that at places I have good internet. <laughs> yes, yes. This is not my house, but right. I mean that. Like, did by the way, I didn't see, and I know you. I, I was driving. Did did Capcom announce anything Switch related at their big Resident Evil thing today? I didn't see anything blow up, but I didn't watch it. So yeah, I, I just saw mainly details about that. There's a PS5 demo right now, okay. um, which I won't play. I, I like Resident Evil games. That's PP Pants territory, <laughs> and I'm not like no, no. Yeah, same here. I've never played an RE game. I never plan on it. I played Speaking Resident which, Evil Resident, 2 on Resident, Nintendo 64, actually. Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2 is on sale for like 60% off right now in the yeah, US eShop. Well, I'm, I, that's great for the people who want it. I would like to remain dry 
and not play that game. I think that so, you got to keep this in mind because uh, as an extra life uh, perk, if we get a certain <laughs> amount of money, we reach a certain point, you have to play some sort of Resident Evil game. What I was thinking and what I was kind of <laughs> hoping and what a lot of people were were hoping for was that there is a Resident Evil 7 cloud version that's already available in Japan. Yes. And that that would be announced for Switch, mm-hmm. seeing as how they're leaning into cloud versions. Uh, but it may be that the, the profitability of that is not there because it's been 7 has been out for so long. Well, I don't know. That's because, I mean, we've seen that before where everybody else got that game, but we didn't a Nintendo. And then later on, they release it again for Nintendo and it sells pretty well. So because there is that there is that part part of the market where they people don't have two consoles. So they would love to be able to have that chance to play a game that they couldn't from another system. Yeah, didn't. What, what, What do they sell control for? 40 bucks? I think it was thirty nine ninety nine, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then I think it's just was recently added to Game Pass. So Yeah. Yep. Oh and but just you know just options. I you know, I'm always for having options. Tim, I, w- I was just taking a look, you know, I was kind of saying and lamenting what am I gonna play, but uh I mean there's uh supposedly Subnautica and Subnautica below zero are coming out early twenty twenty one. Uh, yeah. Balan Wonderland, which we're going to talk about here in just a minute, it's coming out. Uh, surviving the aftermath, Spelunky's coming. So, yeah, there's I mean, a lot the of stuff Carter, that's unannounced that could pop up at any moment, too. Oh, especially sure. the indie yeah. games, you know. Yeah, Fist of Fluffs. Uh, well, you got game. a boyfriend dungeon that's still, you know, still to be determined. That I, f- I fully believe that's a uh, <laughs> that's a, a Jesse Waldat game right there, boyfriend dungeon. That I did have that one is one I was planning on buying. Yes. Uh, I'll tell you one that, and, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit later when we talk about what we've been playing, but one to keep your eye on that is coming uh, in February is Rogue Heroes Ruins of Tassos. Uh, and I'll tell you why. This is one that if you are a Zelda fan, especially like a top-down, you know, Link to the Past Zelda fan, this needs to be on your radar. Uh, but I also forgot Ghosts and Goblins Resurrections coming. Uh, Taxi Chaos, which looks like a new crazy taxi uh, right. homage game Persona 5 Strikers potential uh, for Hollow Knight Silk Song potentially coming yeah yeah so, they had so in other words there's going to be plenty to play just I've maybe not from two, Nintendo possibly Little Nightmares 2 all that good stuff anyway yeah. we can go on and on speaking of Ballad <laughs> Wonderland a demo is going to release on January 28th on Nintendo Switch uh, for you to play Ballad Wonderland of course is the uh, brand new game uh, that is coming to switch. Um, and somebody help me here. Why is this a special game? Like I look at this and I, I, go, I don't know. That, <laughs> I, I, like there's that, like, I see people talk about it and they're like, Oh, I can't wait. And now look at it. I'm like, this looks like garbage. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Um, it just that like, it looks like they showed off the, um, they they showed off like the original demo of it or like demo footage of it, and it looked just really awkward. Uh, and some dude in a top hat, like I'm supposed to care about this guy. Uh, but it's by Yuji Naka, who hey Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Um, I don't know. Unless that's the only reason why people are excited. 
<laughs> yeah, so Sonic's father is making it's basically uh, Mecha Dragon in the chat says it's basically a Knights into Dreams game. So yeah, you were a screenshots I see are very anime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, I say this is like I think this is going to be my mantra for this episode. If it's your if it's your thing, I'm not gonna like I don't get it just for me. Uh, but and somebody brings this up in the chat. That's, that's our this. job. That's our job. Mecca says this in, in the dead. chat. He says three squares behind it. But let me just say this. And uh, you got that. Hey, um, we got called out for using a button on the show, Jesse, this week on Twitter. Can you play that button for me? For a minute? Yeah, here it is. Uh, Square Enix hasn't made anything good in about 10 years. Some yes, people I might am. argue with that with the well, recent remake of an old game. <laughs> my son actually did play that remake and did it surprisingly fast I ooh, Octopath was good I'll give him that so that one uh, I, I still never Octopath played that was one pretty good. I, I didn't finish it but Octopath was good um, Final Fantasy 7 remake was not what I wanted let's just play it that way it wasn't it, it did not like it did not feel like well no it did feel like Final Fantasy it felt like modern Final Fantasy yeah, I, I, my son bought it, so play. therefore I have it downloaded on my system, and I just haven't gotten around to try it, it yet. Like, I guess, I don't know, like, for me, uh, the reason that I have that kind of vitriol about it is Kingdom Hearts 3 just hit so wrong for me that... I didn't even uh, bother. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, my wife and I were talking about it last night, because I was playing, I've been playing Rise of the Tomb Raider on PS4, uh, well, on my PS5, because... Right. This month's PS Plus game was Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and I got it, and I was like, oh, cool, the sequel to Tomb Raider. And then my son, who was 13, he's like, that's not the sequel, Dad. That's number three. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> oh, there's an, oh, there's Rise of the Tomb Raider. So I went and bought the definitive edition of it, and I'm playing through it right now, and it's fantastic. And like we were sitting there, and I was playing Rise of the Tomb Raider. My wife looks at me, and she goes, you know, these are the types of video games I like. I'm okay with you. I'm okay with sitting and watching you playing because they have a story and I get involved in the story and I get, and so like, I get that. And they have like, that is a Square Enix game. So they have done well on those, but we got to talking about kingdom hearts and we just both agreed that like we waited so long for it. And then it's like, we got that, you know, and I've said this before, but it requires you to know the backstory of 12 previous games. And there's their mistake. I, like I don't care enough about Kingdom Hearts for that. I just want to see Mickey uh, fighting Sephiroth on top of a flying asteroid that looks like a gummy bear. That's <laughs> that's it. Like just give me that and I'm good. Uh, but anyway, this is not uh, this is not Kingdom Hearts dads. This is Nintendo dads, and that's all of our news. Literally, that's all our news for this week. And so uh, let's talk about some events, shall we? <laughs> Hey, so uh, we wanted to remind you that the Super Mario Brothers 35 World Count Challenge is going on right now until January 25th. Uh, if players defeat a total of 3.5 million Bowsers uh, during that time, every person who played will receive 350 minus well, points. I think they had to have defeated one, at least one Bowser, not just play. 
Oh yeah, you just gotta you you have to defeat Bowser. Okay. Yeah. So Jesse tweeted earlier this week that um, he uh, he had defeated his ten Bowsers, so he's done his job. Yep. You've not beat any more than that. I didn't play since then. Okay. And probably I haven't played won't. at all. You know, I, I have. I haven't played it all since then. I do need to jump in. I do need to play at least and kill at yeah. least one Bowser. Yeah. I, I beat one Bowser in the in from one four, and then as everyone else started beating one four, I started getting Bowsers in in one one, and that's where I killed like eight of them. So you know, question: Starman Star uh, and just wiped them all out. Question for somebody who has not done this yet: Is there a Bowser counter somewhere that shows you how many Bowsers have been killed worldwide? I don't think I've seen one. Well, that's not good. I mean, don't give me a goal and and show not show me how far I've progressed to the goal. That's like dangling a carrot in front of somebody on, you know, like in front of a deer and having it run. <laughs> and then jerking it away every time. Like, ooh. It's like that commercial with the Allstate commercial where they give you money back and there's the, the old guys like, ooh, I've got a dollar. Uh, that that is one of my favorite commercials of all time. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's what this is. Don't don't dangle the Bowser and not tell me how far or how many more Bowsers I've got to be before I get to the end. Come on. Anyway. Uh, dollar. Also going on right now, I just thought I'd throw this out here. Uh, Fortnite events going on right now. You can get the Predator in-game. Uh, all you have to do is go find him and beat him. And Justin and I, he helped me do that earlier today. So big thanks to Masson for helping me do that. And then tonight, they dropped Sarah Connor and the T-800 in Fortnite. So that's going on. This whole season is bonkers. Like, I don't know who else they're going to bring in. Um like any, like I, f- I feel like right now, bounty hunters. Period. Are like if their bounty hunter is in the name, then they're coming, right? They're, they're, they Samus, Samus isn't out of the running yet. I don't think so. <laughs> um, actually, uh, the guy, uh, the guys over at Megadads and I were tweeting about this this morning, and John Wall he thinks that um, the the hesitance on Nintendo's part would be having. Um, Samus running around with assault rifles and grenade launchers. I can see that. But then they brought up um, that in in Mario Kingdom Rabbids, the whole whole thing was about them shooting each other, right? Like there were shotguns and grenades and... With over-the-top comical weapons. Yeah, John Bassey in the chat. I'm going to call this out because this was exactly what I was about to say. He says, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yes. <laughs> they put Dog the Bounty Hunter in. <laughs> um, and you know who else? Another Bounty Hunter that they need to put in the game. Who was the guy who uh, hit Nancy Kerrigan in the knee with the pipe for Tanya Harding? I... Jeff Galuli. Yeah, he needs to be in there too. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm throwing out names. <laughs> wow. Fictional, fictional bounty hunters. Let's go. Yeah, I did go. That was. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that happened here in Detroit, too. It sure did. It sure did. Your claim to fame. <laughs> uh, dog the bounty hunter and hashtag dog for Fortnite. Uh, let's get that trending. Uh, but anyway, that's going on. Uh, also, the solid gold mode is on right now, and that's incredibly fun if you've never played that. Uh, it's all weapons are gold, all all legendary, all epic chests. You cannot get the predator doing that, by the way. 
Uh, he does not spawn in solid gold. Um, and some people were like, have, have kind of been like, where is Predator? There's a new um, jungle area up near the northwest called Stealthy Stronghold that's got these really high walls. He's in there. All right. And he's invisible. And he is a word that I can't say on a family friendly podcast. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, Jesse, um, somebody in the chat's asking you, what is the Nintendo website? Website for what? Uh, I'm not sure what Nintendo. Nintendo Oh, which website? Uh, To buy eShop games. Oh, I I normally just go to Nintendo.com, search for the game from there, and then I buy the game with... Yeah, as long as you're signed into your My Nintendo account on the Nintendo.com website, uh, you um, can buy games there and... They'll download automatically to yeah, your Switch. The, the, if there's a sale price in the eShop, you'll see the same sale price on the website. Yes. Uh, somebody said the whole bus drops into Stealthy Stronghold every time. Every time. That's why you do what we did today. You let them wear Predator down, and then you kill them and kill Predator. There you go. <laughs> Easy thing. Uh, moving on, Pokemon Go. Uh, Mega Ampharos can now hatch from Mega Raid Eggs. And there's an Incense Day event featuring Mareep coming up on Sunday, January 24th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. your local time. Local times. Uh, An event, uh, exclusive one Pokecoin bundle featuring three Incense will be available to buy. And in addition to Mareep, different Pokemon types will be attracted to the Incense at different times. From 11 to 1 and 2 to 4 electric type and from 1 to 2 and 4 to 5 dragon types that evolve into dragon types. So I thought it was interesting go. that they were that specific. When in- <laughs> dragon types that evolve into dragon. T- <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, anyway, uh, well, guys, let's talk about what we've been playing, shall we? Tim, we're going to start with you because you're at the bottom of the list. Uh, I always start at the bottom and go to the top. All right. All right. So what I've been playing, um, just this, I guess, since last show, um, I haven't been playing much because it's been very busy around here. Um, so it's been very hard to get some gaming time in. But when I have, other than, um, you know, the what we've played during, uh, during the Gaming for Guru weekend, um, we did a lot of multiplayer. We did some Among Us, and I actually did Among Us on Sean Capri's stream that weekend too. Uh, towards the end, of, toward the end of his shift before he played uh, Fall Guys. So, uh, but yeah, it was actually we played for quite a, longer than I expected because I joined in. I can't remember what time it was. It I I want to say it was like midnight, one o'clock in the morning for me, and. I was up playing Among Us with the, him and the, everybody else from the you, me, and Capri show type, you know, the, the, the Patreon there. A lot of people joined in uh, till I think we were up to like five or six in the morning, my time. <laughs> so it was like that day I just got a couple hours of sleep. I was way, I was up longer, way longer than I thought I was going to be. Um, but I had a lot of fun with, with that group, group there. It was a lot, it was a blast. Uh, then I played a lot of two player games with Sam, uh, played some super smash bros ultimate. I actually played a lot more than I have recently, uh, or last, probably all last year, 
if I think about it. But uh, I played some of um, Byleth. I've been using that character and really liking how he or she plays, when, depending on you know which one I pick. Um, I like her. I like her sword whip thing. You know, the sword that turns into a whip. I like that mechanic there. And my kids hate it though. <laughs> so, uh, and then we tried Cuphead again because my son was like, "What other two-player games can we play?" And I was like, "I don't want to buy any more games. So, what do I have already?" And so I broke out Cuphead and we played that. And it was like, "Oh yeah, this is how hard that game is." That's <laughs> right. It's a hard game. And then we, I got him to try Scott Pilgrim with me. Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game, uh, two-player and. Uh, that was, that was fun. We got through the first stage and had a lot of fun with that. I don't know if I had a lot of fun with it. I'm not sure if he did. Uh, can I, can I give you a, uh, a hint about Scott Pilgrim? I found out this week. Sure. And I know that there's some people watching the show who play this and would, had expressed like it's difficult. And it is like, I'm at the third stage and I cannot beat the boss well, like solo. So yeah. Uh, in the very first, stage there is a video store that you can go into where you can pay off scott pilgrim's late fees all right okay want to pay off scott pilgrim's late fees got it um because when you do that it gives you access to a secret menu of um items that you can't buy anywhere else that level scott up incredibly quick now oh. it only works for one character so every person has to do uh this um you know the they have to pay off the late fees for themselves it's 500 dollars okay. uh, in late fees uh wow. but here's so you thing. have to do a lot of grinding then to get that 500 dollars. No. no oh okay there is a code all right um <laughs> hang on i'm gonna tell you what it is oh i need uh, to write this down yes Yes, you do. All right. All right. So here is the code, and it's still um, – it's called Noble pen. Sacrifice, okay? And what it does is it gives you $50 at the cost of a life. And basically what you do is you just use up all your lives, go back to the map screen, come back in, do it until you uh, get this. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to hold down the jump button, which on the switch is B. Okay, holding down the jump button, you're going to press up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A. And you'll die. But okay. what you want to do is you want to be playing this with two players and you can do it multiple times. <laughs> All right. So once you do that, you can pay off Scott's late fees and makes the game so much easier. There's also... If you've seen the movie, you know that there is a um, – you can get the um, the Power of Love sword. Right. Right? I'm looking for that cheat right now because you can get – yeah, here it is. Uh, it is – well, there's not a switch. Ah, crap. Going back to that, you know. Yeah, go down ahead. The, go ahead and talk to it. I'll come back. Going back down, going back to the hold down the jump B and then doing the up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A. Um, mm -hmm. What was 
What did you have to do before you hold down the, the B button? You don't. You just hold down the B button. Okay. Well, what's, what's this for again? So this is to die. It's called so you, the no. It's called noble sacrifice, and you get fifty dollars per life. Okay. 50, now gotcha. the other the other one I believe I've just found this is. Uh, uh, here it is. The Power of Love Sword. On Nintendo Switch, you enter this code at the title screen. Not during the game. The other one you do while you're playing the game. At the title screen, you hit Y-Y-Y-B-A-X. Why not? Y-Y-Y-B-A-X. <laughs> and it gives you the most powerful sword in the game. It shoots a beam out in front of it. Um, and it will usually last for an entire stage. It will break. Will usually last for an entire stage. Just be sure you don't get hit and drop it because the enemies will pick it up and they will use it on you. <laughs> Got it. That's funny. So there's your Scott Pilgrim cheats. Gotcha. Go enjoy the game. It's fantastic. You should yes. buy it. It is. Uh, Mecha Dragon says, "Welcome to cheating dads." Yes. <laughs> cheating dads. Wait a minute. I don't know if we want that kind of name. Oh, I just realized. I just realized something. It's an entirely different podcast. It's a on different Dance after dark. Yeah, uh, whole totally different. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> we love those guys over there. That's funny. We throw all the the after dark stuff at them. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry, Tim. I'm sorry. I, I no, no, it's good. I just yep. wanted to get that in, so I didn't have to talk about Scott Pilgrim when we were. <laughs> One says yeah, something that if you buy a tea, you won't die. So you keep, even if you do the global sacrifice, get tea from the snack shop so you won't die. It keeps you alive. Go back in, buy the tea, then do the code again until you can pay off the video debt. See, I gotta get oh. my pen and paper back out. And some people are saying, uh, Ebisol says he he did buy it, but long um, uh, limited run games. He, he bought the uh, physical edition. I'm jealous. So he I won't be able to try it for well. six months. I did buy it as well, but uh, I had to get the digital so I could play it now. And mm. then, uh, yeah, and then, but there was a really expensive version too. It was like 300 bucks or something. No, 150. I think it was only 150. Too much. Too much. But yeah, no, I wasn't getting that one. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Onward. Okay. Let's continue. What are we? What have we been playing? Single player stuff. Continue to play Animal Crossing. That hasn't died. Not as much as before the holidays, obviously, all leading up to the holidays. But here and there, going in, you know, looking, especially if the community wants something or my family is looking for something. Um, and I, I was trying to personally work on uh, stuff in my house because I hadn't done that in a while. I was always working on stuff outside. So I'm trying to get past 150,000 points for the home. Um, um, what do you call it? Home club, whatever it was that gives you an award for your for your house. So I've been trying to get you know the one hundred fifty thousand points because I'm just I'm just at one hundred twenty four thousand. So we've been talking about that in the Discord a lot. I think there's a couple other people who are doing the same, kind of giving their house some love to try to get to that point as well. I gotta I gotta get back in and get some more snowmen built. Yeah, I've been doing that off and on and. uh um, I've kind of found my 
groove and making the snowman perfect snowman to get the snowflakes the big large snowflakes in the i still have a couple more diys to get so 17 seconds for the bottom 12 seconds for the top oh i didn't even know about counting that's cool like i just count like and and sometimes if the bottom's looking a little a little smallish i do an extra second okay from the minute from the second you're able to start rolling it 17 seconds for the bottom 12 seconds for the top cool I didn't and know I that. And I still, like, I've got, I've lost my mojo on it lately. Like, I can't get it. You know, like, the last two I've built have been yeah. so frustrating. Right, yeah. I, I was frustrated at the beginning of that mess because it was like, I could not get it. And I didn't have the space to build the uh, the recommended thing that the, the dad crossing crew talked about uh, with, uh, was it Michael? I think it was, too, that... You know, you could build some like walkways and build use that to help build it. I didn't have the space for that, so I was getting frustrated because I could not get any perfect snowmen, and and I was already frustrated because I wasn't getting any of the Christmas decorations. I still haven't gotten any of those things. You know, like any Christmas trees. I have no Christmas trees. They, <laughs> no, they showed that all stuff. that stuff in the December trailer. Yeah, never showed up. I have none of like, that stuff. I'm me, so frustrated. To me, that is that is the most disappointing thing in a year of that game. Is right. the snowman plus the Christmas decorations. Yeah. Just, I was so looking forward to Christmas because of Halloween yeah. and how well they did Halloween. Yeah. Oh, Halloween I was, was like, fantastic. oh, I can't wait. Start getting some of those decorations and I'll slowly build up the Christmas look on my island and all that kind of stuff. And I got a couple wreaths and, you know. Now you got to wait a whole nother year to be disappointed again. Yeah. Just, it was very something to look forward to. I am looking forward to the themes. Hopefully, that they're going to do like the Super Mario one that they do in March. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that. Oh, that'll be cool. So, but I'm still, you know, I'm not. I go in, maybe do some few tasks, see who's on my island, because I'm still trying to complete my um, the artwork, you know, in my museum. So, Justin, I should know things. that you're you're a perfect snowman. No, who said that? Oh, Justin. Justin. Oh, thanks, Justin. A, you're a perfect snowman. He just doesn't want us to talk about him and why he's gone. That's all. That's right. <laughs> so, and then uh, actually, it was something I picked up at Walmart. Just I've always wanted to get one of the pinball games because I've been wanting to try a pinball game in the Tate mode, and uh, and so I picked up Star Wars Pinball for twenty bucks at Walmart, and I had an absolute blast with it. You know, I used the flip grip thing that we got a couple of years ago finally put that to good use and uh um plugged that in there and just had a blast playing it so if, and if i like I needed, seeing if i needed to find my yes. flip grip to live right now i'd <laughs> you be, would a be a dead up. man i'd be a dead man i don't know where it's at you got one minute find it marty or else i or else you die <laughs> we're gonna go back I'm, I'm looking at three three unopened ones up here yeah, <laughs> I got one in a box in here somewhere too. So. Should give one of those away. We yeah, I was, that, that's what I, they were I, for. I bought extra. I bought extra ones for show giveaways, and we always forget about them. So we can probably let's, include let's that to it. the to the G for G giveaway. Yeah, let's do that. Let's we'll add it to the Guru giveaways. That'd be cool. We'll yep. let you ship out a couple of those. Um, yeah. Well, Tim, thanks, man. Uh, sure. Star Wars pinball is the like I. You, you made a good pickup there. 
Yeah, I mean, the, it sounds awesome. The, it's just in the gameplay. And then they even have leaderboards on there where you could see, you know, against the world, against the region and against your friends. And so that was pretty cool to see and pick up and just, you know, easy to pop in, play a few games, see if you can rack up some points and then you just hop on out. Um, yeah. And you can play it in regular mode, too. It doesn't have to be in the portrait mode. I can play it in landscape. But it was just so fun to be able to see the whole table and just play it in that way and actually use my flip grip so and that's, that's cool. and it's making me w- wish that they would re-release the metroid pinball you know and bring it out like on the switch that would be that's uh th- they are tim it's in the metroid prime collection that would be so cool if they did that <laughs> with metroid prime federation force <laughs> that would be cool uh, well. i would even take metroid prime hunters if they added that to oh. the collection oh. i would do that so while we're talking about Tate mode games, did you know that the uh, the Final Fantasy Legend Collection you can play in a vertical aspect ratio? I did no. not. Unfortunately, it's upside down. If you want want to use the flip. Oh grip. yeah, that's right. I think you mentioned that, so you can't use the flip grip. So I'm like, uh, I heard that somewhere. Why not allow for vertical both ways? At so least so close. Yeah, the pinball. So the pinball game by was it sent Zen Studios? They actually have a button in there where you can actually flip the table to, and have it whichever way you wanted uh, that's, vertically. That's so smart. So it's, I would, yeah, I would think they should do that. And hunt for it. That's really cool. Yeah. Awesome, Jesse. What have you been playing? So last week I talked about starting Zelda Two: Adventure of Link because of the of the nostalgia episode that that aired on Friday. And then we talked talked about it a little bit on the dinner table last week that we live streamed. Saying, and I said before playing that, I tried playing Mario, Mario Three because that was the retro rewind game, and I just wasn't in the mood, and it, it, I just got frustrated with it right away. So then I went from that to playing Zelda Two, and so somebody gave me a little grief for that, saying, "I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that." <laughs> so I was amused. I I did finish the game, rolled credits. I think that's the first time I actually finished that game in at least 20 years. Uh, though I did exploit uh, safe states and rewinds. I'm not guilty. I'm, I'm not, I don't feel guilty for doing that at all. And one thing I did forget about during the, the credit roll, they apparently they don't have room for all the names. Just for character space, so they just kind of have made up or abbreviated names from like, like you can tell like one is supposed to be Miyamoto and whatnot. Uh, but one of them, you know, people call you know jokingly call him Shiggy. One of them, well, the names was Chiggy Shan. I'm like, is that supposed to represent him, or is that just just a completely made up name? But I just found out humorous. Okay, then, and then Dad's After Dark also wanted me to plug the the Monthly Mayhem game, which is Donkey Kong, played on the the NES Nintendo Switch Online app. And the, since they have no way of proving or disproving if you've cheated, they basically said, "Go nuts, do what you want with it. We don't care." So I've been going nuts with this. <laughs> Uh, yes. you know, I've, lot, all the rewinds, all the safe states, 
Uh, I, I did eventually eat one life just because I got pinched by two fireballs, and I'm like, no amount of rewinding would have saved me from that, so I just ate that life. But I I don't know if you can see this, but every tick mark is a level that I've completed, or at least what I think it is. So I, I've i completed 100 levels-ish. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if I missed one in the, in ticking as I completed the levels. I think the kill screen is around a hundred, around one thirty-three. Uh, I do plan on at least making a small video, put at least sending a tweet out with that video when I do hit the kill screen. Nice. And so the yeah. the, the you know, monthly mayhem is available to any patron. Uh, the deadline is January thirty-first at noon Eastern. Is the submit submit your highest score that you're able to accumulate. If you break a million, it doesn't show the the millionth digit. So be you know at least try be, be honest in how many millions you have. Apparently, if you do get the kill screen, you should be somewhere in the three million department. And uh, yeah, so basically, the goal is to beat Jesse. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I'm not necessarily one. going for points. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to form points like yeah. like these. I'm just trying to beat the levels. I, if I hit, if I happen to hit a hammer and happen to knock down ten barrels for five thousand points, sure, great. But if I don't, I'm not rewinding to try to do that again. Yeah, Mecca says hundred levels. The game only has three. No, the game has three stages per level. When you get back to the barrel stage, then you start level two, and then you do this until the game finally breaks at 133 ish. And if you can play it for that long, right? And again, with with uh, you can save states. So I've been doing this. This is over the course of four nights. I expect to. I've been playing an average of twenty to thirty levels a night. I expect to get to kill screen sometime on Saturday. I don't think I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, we definitely need a video of that. Yeah, and what what you know is the kill screen because you normally have the timer. It says eight thousand, and it ticks down by hundreds. So it's about a minute and a half, two minutes. It's, it's not 100 per second, but it's, you know, that's how that's how the timer works. When you reach the kill screen, that 8,000 shows 400. And oh, you're wow. not going to get very far with only 400 on the timer. No. So that's, no, that's, they're, they're like, that's why it's the kill screen. Here. You're getting yeah. out It's not like a Pac-Man kill screen where the screen's all glitchy. Okay. But there are so, so when you get to the higher levels, sometimes the screen can glitch, and I've been taking videos of those and posting them on Twitter. So go ahead and have a look at those if you're interested. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so I've already talked a little bit about what I've been playing. I've been uh, one of the things I've been playing this week is Rise of the Tomb Raider on PS5, uh, PS4 version, obviously, uh, and just really, really enjoying that and, and getting that out of the way because that's Nintendo. But uh, if you ever get a chance to play it or the other Tomb Raider games, the kind of the revival reboot of that, they're fantastic. And so be sure to check those out. And I think and once Marty's done with that, it'll be coming out for the Switch. So then you'll yeah, be able right, to play. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> now that I paid 30 bucks for streaming the Streaming only. Price. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be streaming only. Uh, I've also been playing, uh, and I, wanted to, I don't want to sit in this pocket too long, but just to talk about it, uh, is Dicey Dungeons. And this is a game that originally it launched the same day that something else high profile launched. And I think it was Super Meat Boy Forever. 
uh, and this launched the same day. And I remember looking at it and going, this looks like it sounds like it would be okay, uh, be a game that's right up my alley. But then I looked at screenshots of it. And I think it's a game that doesn't do well just looking like sell, that probably won't sell well just looking at screenshots. Basically, it's a roguelike role-playing game uh, set in five-stage chunks where you are a character of a certain class that gets turned into a giant living dice and you get you have to go through and defeat enemies and each character has their own little quirks and things like that. And I was immediately, immediately hooked <laughs> as soon as I played it. The music is fantastic. The writing is stupid, funny, hilarious. It's not like the like you're not going to look at it and go, oh man, this is the most graphical, intense game I've ever played. But like just the enemy design is is kind of quirky and funny. It rem- reminded me a little bit of Undertale uh, hmm. in the in the way the enemies were designed, at least like kind of tongue in cheek. Like there's one enemy who's a handyman and he has six arms. Because he's handy, right? Yeah, get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I want to say this, and, and I liked his attacks. His uh, attacks. It was he oh, had yeah. he had an ability that does end damage, but if you give it a six, it does an additional effect. Yeah. But then he had a support card that combines two dice together that he can use two or three times. What, what I really like about this game is. The, the, strate- the strategic element. I was trying not to say the word strategery, which is a word we <laughs> laugh about a lot at our house. I love the, that word, strategery. The, the the strategy of the game and it changing every playthrough, like based and especially like once you unlock some of the higher le- like higher difficulty characters. Um, the inventor is one of them who drives me nuts um, because like the item that she uses in battle breaks. Like at the end of the battle, she's like, I don't want to use this anymore. And she breaks it and puts two things together and you get a new new item for the next fight. And it's incredibly frustrating, but. Because you'll eventually, if you're not careful about which order you defeat enemies so you can mm -hmm. pick up more items, you're going to run out of items. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not cool at all. Uh, But I've beaten the first level of all, four characters I have unlocked right now. Uh, so I need to put some more time into it, but it's fantastic. Like you're a role-playing fan or strategy game fan or roguelike fan. You'll love it. The other thing I've been playing, and I really want to talk about this one here for just a few minutes is there's a demo on the eShop right now for rogue heroes, legends of Tassos, which is coming to Nintendo switch in February from team 17. If you are a fan of Link to the Past, you need to go download this demo right now. This is class-based, roguelike Link to the Past, combined with a few few Stardew Valley elements and some ActRaiser elements as well. I don't know if I like those things together. Well, I know. I I heard roguelike, and I'm like, ah. So check this out. So you start the game (laughs) off. And it like it looks like Link to the Past. The character's in the bed. You get up and you're sent out on a quest. And you get to this dungeon where you're, there's four dungeons in the world. And what you're supposed to do is get down deep in the dungeon and defeat the boss there, right? But mm-hmm. every time you go to the dungeon, you it's it's different. 
And as you defeat enemies in the dungeon, you get glass versions of items. Like you get a glass boomerang or a glass bomb pouch or a glass hook shot uh, or a glass bow and arrow. And basically what it is is like you've got it in the game until you die. When you die, you get resurrected back in town and you keep all the gems you've found in the dungeon. The gems then go on to be spent in town to build things like a blacksmith or uh, a place where you can, like an apothecary, where you can level up your magic or level up your health or um, and in a place where you can uh, get inventions, where you can unlock a permanent boomerang or a permanent bomb bag and different things like that. All of this is going on. So that's why I said, like I said somewhere uh, to somebody before, I was actually um, Phoenix Moore, who uh, is a friend of ours on Twitter. I said it was like, uh, Link to the Past and ActRaiser had a baby and it was roguelike. Uh, and it's just, it's super cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, I triggered the, de- the demo to download. So I'll give that a try. I, this I will weekend. tell you this. It's incredibly difficult. <laughs> like I just, I just found that it was incredibly difficult because, uh, especially in the, uh, dungeons, there's like, um, you remember in Link to the Past where you would have to find like, the various little places to step on. And like, if you stepped on it, it would open a door or it would cause bombs to drop on you or something yes. like that. Like no, a, the, just a trap like panel. Pressure switches. Those yes. are everywhere. <sighs> Those are everywhere. And there's holes in the walls that shoot arrows at you. And sometimes the screens are dark, which means you only have like a candlelight circle around you, but it's still so much fun. Right. And there's also, <laughs> I learned there's unlockable classes in the game. And you can actually play this multiplayer as well. And I believe it's going to be online. Local. Yeah, it and does online say online play. It does so say online. You're going to be able to have play. four player link to the past. Hmm. I'm that's, in. That's what I'm, I'm kind so of intrigued in. by right there. Like it's, it is so amazing. I you know would be interesting. Just give us four swords. Okay. Again. So like, here's the thing. Like, you know how people and, and, and decidedly so were hyped for Hades. Yeah. Like when it came out I, and, and afterwards, that's how hype I am for this. Like having played it, it's genius. I, and I think it's, I think it does some things that four swords maybe didn't do right. It, it's quick. It, it feet like it plays good. I, I don't know. Just go download the demo. You don't have anything to lose. So if you're a Zelda fan or a roguelike fan, go. Download this demo. There's literally zero cost buy-in. You know, if we if we all like, like it, if we all like it, and like and including Justin, if he downloads it and tries it and he likes it, and you know, the four of us get it, we should try playing together. Yeah, online that'd be yeah, cool. So that, and, that, and do a, ste- a stream of it. <laughs> my three my three games I've been playing this week. Well, besides, I was going to mention too. I've just like I've gotten sucked back into Enter the Gungeon. And I like I'm playing it daily now, and I'm fine. I'm still finding things, like still finding new guns, still finding new enemies, um, and new configurations for rooms. Mm-hmm. So three of the games <laughs> playing, three of the games I recommend this week are all roguelike games. Uh, <laughs> it's my thing. Like, it, yep. it, you know what would be great if they made a roguelike Mega Man, and they kind of did with Twenty XX. But I just I fell off of that. I it was more it was more Mega Man X. Like give me give me old school Mega Man roguelike. Mm. Delicious. Uh but yeah, go check out uh Rogue Heroes Legends of Tassos. 
Somebody has asked us to do this, guys, um, to wrap up our, our games we've been playing with the names of the games we've been playing. Because sometimes the discussion goes and then it's like, well, what game were they talking about? So yes. I talked about Rise of the Tomb Raider on PS5, Rogue Heroes, Legend of Tassos, Dicey Dungeons, and Enter the Gungeon on Nintendo Switch. Uh, Jesse talked about Legend of Zelda Adventure of Link. You can play that on NES or on the app with Nintendo Switch Online and Donkey Kong as well. Tim talked about Among Us, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Cuphead, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, the complete edition, and Animal Crossing New Horizons and Star Wars Pinball, the Zen... Uh, who is it? Studios. Zen Interactive? Zen, Zen Studios. Studios, yeah. And I do yeah. put... In the, sh- in the little notes in the description of the podcast and in the YouTube video, I, I do put these games in there too. So feel free to check, look at the, look there if you. And I think it was also Drew uh, who asked if we, if we can remember, and I always forget to do this, that we say that when we say the name of the game at the beginning of what our description is, that we say the name of the game at the end if we can, you know, yep. like. That's so, why I wanted to go back and kind of collect yeah. them. I know it wasn't exactly that Because we keep way. forgetting. <laughs> I, I um, get it. And so, guys, it is time to turn on the community spotlight. So let's do that. Uh, we got a couple of questions and a voicemail. But before we get into that, I want to throw um, a shout out to Quag311 in the chat uh, who <laughs> dropped in with this gem of a comment uh, saying, I'm hoping if EA decides to port mass effect, uh, the mass effect remake to switch, Justin has a playthrough and calls the series mass and effect. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. I, I, it's going to happen now. He's, <laughs> he's got to do it. Yeah. He also mass made a effect. comment that when he, when he logged in that, you know, Quag three one one is what listening to episode three one one. Yes. If only it was March eleventh. Yes. That would be some kind of weird convergence. <laughs> well, we, we do. Uh, this one's probably the closest we can get to that. Today is the twenty first day of the tw- the what was it of the. Tw- it's a palindrome. Every day this week was a palindrome. No, those. So how how do they word it now? Um, or every day for the next like, I don't remember how it works. It was the twenty first day for the twenty first year, oh. uh, in the twenty first century or something. Yeah, like that. that's it. It was three twenty ones. Sorry, and then yesterday. and some and then a few hours ago it would have been the twenty first hour of the twenty first day. Of the <laughs> yes, yes. Yesterday was the palindrome day. It was one twenty twenty one. Same yeah. thing backwards. Uh, Andros, uh, over on Discord, asked this question as we were talking about Zelda and said, which version of Ganondorf slash Ganon is your favorite and why? Tim has a visual. The, the book of Hyrule I got out here. Whoops, I hit the mic as I'm trying. The book it's of so Hyrule. Big. <laughs> the book of Hyrule. The Zelda Bible. <laughs> I was referencing this because I had to make sure I had it right. But basically, uh, the Twilight Princess one, because of uh, the form he has before and after, it's pretty sweet looking. Yeah. And I hope I, I get to look at it in HD. That's uh, that's Dreadlock Ganon, right? Yes. Yes. That is his. Um, that's the one that we Ganon see to Ganondorf. Yeah. 
That's that is the Smash Brothers version. Yes, and then how he transforms in, into the you know, and Ganon actually, to Ganondorf, from I'll, Ganon I'll, to Ganondorf. I'll say this: it was Ganon, Ganon uh, in the, uh, or I'm sorry, Ganondorf in Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS. Didn't they change him to match his uh, Ocarina of Time version more in Smash Ultimate, or was that just Zelda? Uh, well, Zelda's more like. Uh, like Link Between Worlds, kind of. Yeah, maybe he is. Maybe he is the one that is more um, Ocarina Time. Uh, Jesse, what about you? Favorite yeah. version of Ganondorf slash Ganon? Yeah, during the conversation, uh, it was kind of. We always had I. Someone brought up the fact that you know even most of these games all have a different link but many games have the same ganon from being sealed and then unsealed and sealed again and unsealed so you know even though you know could be three or four different links is still canonically the same ganon but in terms of the which i think there's a toss-up between the twilight princess one and the wind waker one which again i think are the same ganon probably in different timelines but they're 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 both unsealed versions of what was sealed from Ocarina of Time, I think. Gotcha. Just you know, stab in the head. You can't beat that. Well, you guys, my <laughs> favorite version of Ganon is Ganon from the Legend of Zelda cartoon. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. I'm just Excuse kidding. me, I'm just, princess. Uh, my favorite Ganon is Wind Waker Ganon because the best Zelda is Wind Waker. Uh, just everything in the game is is a masterpiece. I love the. Uh, I mean, he like Ganon in that. I will say this: like I think the characterization of Ganon in Wind Waker is probably my favorite because he is so he's such a menace over the whole story. Like you see him early on. He's that shadow looming over everything. And then just that, that, the way he was designed, that iconic, the robe with the big hanging sleeves uh, and all that. Um, yeah, you know, him and Ocarina of Time are, you know, he's like the big focus of the whole game. You know, unlike. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, un- unlike things like, um, I can't even think of examples, but a lot of the games, well, like Twilight Princess, for example, is, you know, He's not he's not the first big bad you see, but after you defeat him, oh, but this he was behind it the whole time. Mm. You know, that that trope. Yeah. That, that happens more than once. Uh Jesse I, would, I do have to say the Ganondorf uh or excuse me, the Ganon in Ocarina of Time Ocarina of Time looks pretty pretty cool. He's buff, man. Yeah, he's like crazy. And that's that is the one that they used for um for Smash. Now that I'm now that I'm seeing him, uh, I'm surprised you didn't say the the shadow of Ganon from Zelda 2's death screen. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> uh, that Which, scared the as a little I, kid. I think scared me to death. That laugh is also the same laugh used in the Punch Out game. Is it also the same laugh that's used in uh, Kung Fu? I don't know. When uh, the big strong guy beats you every time, I uh, it's. Probably been 30, 35 years since I played that game. That's a game that needs to come to the NES online app. Is Kung Fu? It's a fantastic. Oh yeah, game. I think no that reason. that's in that licensing limbo. I think. What licensing for what? 
It's, what did they license? It's, it's, a kung it's, fu. It's based show. on a kung fu movie. Yeah, the movie or the TV or show. Loosely, or like I don't know. Oh, who cares? At least it is in Japan. I don't think. It if had you can that. give me Scott Pilgrim ten years later, you can give me. <laughs> yeah, but, but there was money traded hands with that. No, seriously, I don't like, yeah. Well, Nintendo's got money. They've they sold want, forty billion flipping switches. Well, I think the question is not that they were willing to spend it, but who do they spend it to? That's the problem with a lot of these old games. If they don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if they don't know, they'll, they'll come out. They'll find out the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> right, they'll get a letter and they'll be like, hey, you owe us some money. And then they'll be like, oh, okay, cool. We uh, tried to find you. So. We tried to find you, I promise. <laughs> uh, we, we posed the question in the chat here. Who's your favorite get version of Ganon and Ganondorf? Uh, Miz1k3 says Samurai Ganondorf from Hyrule Warriors. Okay. Really cool. I love that design as well. He was like dragging the swords behind him as he ran. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Roy Porter says Calamity Ganon. Uh, John Bassey says, give me that piggy Ganon. Uh, the love for the piggy Ganon. Uh, yep. And then I, I got to say, Tim, I, I, you know, I know he just shows up there at the very end, kind of like a Final Fantasy villain. Uh, but uh, that that uh, Twilight Princess Ganondorf, was that was a cool moment. Mm-hmm. Very cool moment. Um, and, and y'all, the, uh, the version, like the, um, the piggy Ganon version from Smash Brothers, um, Ultimate is really cool looking too. Big towering. It's the Ocarina of Time Ganon. Uh, yeah. Ganon, obviously. That was a cool one. Um, as well. Um, I just like Ganondorf. I know that, uh, Skyward Sword was kind of like, how Ganondorf, you know, like demise and all that. Like, I would love to see some more backstory of our favorite Zelda villain there. Yeah. Like, cool. how, like the original ceiling of demise. Yes. Let's, let's get into that. Let's dig into that. That would be, that would be really good. G Acre says Ganon from Zelda two. He only laughs at game over. See, there you go. Somebody, somebody's a Zelda two <laughs> fan as well. Uh, over on Twitter, shy guy 24 asks us, this is a great question. Do the end ads feel cloud games should cost as much as regular retail versions? Ooh, I wish Justin was here to talk about this. All right. uh, what say you guys? So I, my answer is probably different than what he's expecting to hear. First, ignoring cloud, I think physical. I think digital games in general should be less expensive than physical because it is a cost-saving measure on the publisher. So that should be passed down to the end user, I would like to think. Now, presuming we're in a world where that happens, so, you know, digital game, yeah, you have a physical file you downloaded, but you really own the game. That's debatable. Cloud games, again, obviously you don't own the game, but you do have a license to play it. I'm thinking a cloud cost and the digital cost should be similar. Maybe not exact, but close. Both being cheaper than the physical. That's kind of what I would but imagine. Is there a difference in hosting a game to download and running a game that plays? Oh, a little bit of both. You know, both either side are servers running on the other end. It's 
you know, one side is less processor intensive, more network intensive. The other is probably more so network intensive if it has to render a game, but it also has to have the processor and the GPU to per user. And so you know, ultimately that server is going to be more expensive. But yeah, you like if, if I buy, I spend money to buy a computer, I still have, you know, even though the computer isn't being used, you know, that's the money I spend on it. But if I'm playing on a someone else's server, if I'm not playing it, someone else can be. So the, that month, the cost of that can still be offset by multiple people using it. It's so true. it's, and where you download a file, you download it once, ignoring updates and you're done. So, so that, here's my question. Uh, going along with what you're saying, Jesse, how much is control uh, on Xbox right now? I don't know, but I can try to look. Uh, I know. I'm sure it's on sale. Uh, GameStop.com says control is $29.99. That's new. That's brand new. But that's, now is that's control, a disc? That is the disc. That is the physical edition. Uh, can't uh, the, the Nintendo Switch version, is it the definitive edition? I think it is. Let's just take a look. Again, I'm I'm Googling because, yeah, it is Ultimate Edition. So the Ultimate Edition of Control on Switch is, uh, got to get past the age gate here. <laughs> so I believe it was $39.99, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. $39.99. So let's look up uh, Control. On, on Xbox Digitally, the standard edition is $30. And if you have Game Pass, you, you can get it at a discount to buy to keep. And, you know, if the game okay. goes off of Game Pass, then if you buy it, you still get to keep it. So, you, uh, or sorry. if you just play it via, because it's on Game Pass, you know, that's, that's free, free in quotes, because, you know, but if it goes away, then, then, you, then you no longer have access to it. Control Ultimate Edition for Xbox One on GameStop.com is $39.99. So we're so not paying a, a Switch tax here with this game, even though you can't get a physical edition there. You can't get it physically on Switch, of course, because yeah. it's running uh, cloud. But I'm, yeah. I'm agreeing with you. It, yeah. this and is it does go on sale. So just because GameStop has it at 40 doesn't mean that's MSRP. It's because the game is older. Normally, if it's, you know, like two months, maybe even less lately, you know, GameStop will start dropping price. Right. Well, I'm just, I, I have Ultimate and New ticked on that. And yeah. so I thought that uh, maybe it would be the same. I'm just going to look up Control Ultimate Edition for Xbox on Amazon as well, just to be sure. It's yeah. also $39 there. Um, I, I don't I see... I don't see Ultimate Edition on the Xbox. I think it's you have to buy the standard edition, then you have to buy the DLC. Okay. I'm with you on this. Like, I feel like you've eliminated the the hassle of packaging. You've eliminated the cost of shipping. You've eliminated the cost of printing. Why is it still the same price? Um, right. If you want me to, to switch over and buy all my games digitally, which is what a lot of companies are doing, I feel, because it kills the trade-in market, then... Make them cheaper. 
Right. Well, not addition, in addition to that, that $60 game, in addition to the cost of the cart, the packaging and whatnot, you know, the store that sells it gets a cut of that too. Right. This time it's, it's going all the way. Like all of the stuff is going to the developer, going to the publisher. Uh, I don't, I don't see why that's a, that's a big deal. I don't see why that's a problem. But again, if you, if it's in the store, it's kind of like the dilemma that I'm facing right now as I think about buying Mario um, 3D World, right? Uh, Mario 3D World on the Switch, I can pre-order it and I can download it because I'm probably never going to trade it in. I'm I'm not going to trade it in. Um, it's $59.99, right? $65 after tax. Or I could just wait till the day of, roll into Walmart and buy it for $49.99 and spend $50, Right. Or $55 and says $60, I'd save $10. But digitally, I'm more likely to, like, I'm always going to have it with me, right? And on demand or on cloud like that, I feel like that's where Nintendo needs to pass on the savings. I realize Walmart is the one that's doing that. Uh, it's not Nintendo. But if Nintendo were to just come out and say, all of our digital games from now on are going to be $45. Uh, $45 plus tax. That to me is a, is more appealing than going down to the store, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, and and you know a lot of the reasons why the digital prices do still match the physical ones is to appease the physical stores because if they get upset, they'll stop selling it. But oh, yeah, you know I don't know if we talked about GameStop possibly going hundred percent online and sh- shutting most of not all the stores during dinner table last week. If that happens, you know what what what's now the you know Best Buy probably isn't as picky because they have a they do more things than GameStop, Amazon, they make it a little upset, but you know again they have they sell more stuff than Best Buy. And, you know I think GameStop is probably the biggest thing that would be holding it that back. If GameStop goes away, maybe we might have this future. If GameStop does go all digital. I don't really understand the need for GameStop anymore. Exactly. I, I don't like. I love GameStop and and like good. People, They're still doing retro. Good people work at my local GameStop, right? Like I don't want them to lose their jobs. I don't want them to 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 have to go find something new because like our manager here at GameStop's been here for years, but I and we've you know we like they know me when I walk in. They call mm-hmm. me by my name. I, you can't get that online. Right. And plus, I've not found an online store that can get a game in my hand at the same time as that, that everybody else gets. And that that's a huge downside to me. So I don't want them to go away. But also, if they do, then why exist at all? Because I can just go buy it through Nintendo or I can go buy it through the PlayStation mm-hmm. store. The, the chat's talking about gold points where, you know, uh, you, you, you can claim gold points on cartridges by going into the options and if you buy it digitally it's just automatic uh mole says that you get the same uh gold coins for a cartridge versus digital at is that true now it used to not be it used to be five five percent it was five five percent digital and one percent physical right third okay third he says he could be wrong. So yeah. So, but yeah. So Nintendo has that extra incentive to, for people who want to collect the gold points to yep. get future discounts to buy digital. You know, again, one of the reasons why I do 
and you know, which is a, a spin-off of we use original program where you got ten percent. And I think uh, in the chat, uh, Mecha Dragon says this: Nintendo will just try to entice players with extra gold coins. I think if you you are going to have digital and physical, I think there should be some incentive for me to spend the same amount of money that I'm going to spend in a store for a digital copy, right? Yeah, like, there has be, been some games where they offer double the coins, so you have, do get the ten percent like, instead of five. Let's let's do some more of that. Like where, maybe like some some digital instruction books or, um, you know, you can redeem that code and then my Nintendo will send you a, a thing of stickers or something like that. I, I'm just saying there's gotta be, there's gotta be a better way, but let, let's keep in mind too. Nintendo is not the only company that's doing this. It's across the board. They're the same cost for digital everywhere. So right. until, until one company Pulls the lever and changes it. The others won't either. In fact, the you know Microsoft and Sony and the new games are going up to seventy dollars, and still the same seventy dollars physical or digital. Yeah, which doesn't last very long, anyways. If we've seen you know before where it starts off at that mark, and then you know a few months later it goes on sale. So. Right. If you want to buy then, it day one, you're going to pay, you know, top dollar for it. But if you wait a couple months, it'll go, it'll drop like half the price. Then at that point, so, you know, you might as well get a physical instead of digital because you're still going to pay the seventy dollars digital, right? Yeah, which unless is, yeah, you get it on sale during yeah, the, one of their sales, which is too. why normally if I don't buy a game on day one, I normally won't get it because even if it goes it goes discounted, that means I buy physical and have to deal with that. <laughs> and one of the things I was going to mention in regards to the cloud uh, or digital versus regular retail versions is that, yeah, it seems like there's a lot of cost savings there, but we have to remember the infrastructure they have to pay for and either whether they don't have an on-premises themselves, like say Microsoft with their Zero stuff, some, you know, Sony signed a contract with Microsoft to hold a lot of their games and who knows where Nintendo holds theirs. There's, you know, they got to pay for that space uh, to hold those games. And that might be some of that cost. I'm not and sure. Bandwidth. How, and bandwidth to play it. Yeah. And to, or like those cloud based games, you know, like you said, Jesse, the bandwidth to, uh, for you to be able to play it with, uh, without latency, I guess, if you will. So, um, but there's got to, there's, there's going to be a balance. And then also, whatever money they do make from that, the goal is to take that money and be able to be able to create the next game. Right. So, um, we got those things to keep in mind. I don't know all the percentages and all, all the stuff now, and I'm sure there'll be an article if there isn't one already that explains all that stuff about the cost that went into retail versus cost that went into, that goes into uh, digital versus cloud. But, Roy Porter says, uh, Nintendo is hosted at geo cities, judging by their online performance. <laughs> yes uh, I love it um, well guys good discussion around that um, and uh, I'm sure Justin would be here if, if you know if he were on the show he'd be telling us why we were all wrong and why we should think just like him and business business Justin was right Justin was right but he's not so who cares <laughs> right uh, we have uh, one more community spotlight a, a voice message or a voicemail from Mecha Dragon. Hey, good evening, Nintendo Dads. It's me, Mecha Dragon 101 again. Hope you guys are having a pretty good week and whatnot. Um, 
Um, my question for you guys today is a simple one. Um, I kind of want to know if there's any mobile games that you guys play regularly, like either on your way home or on your way on the line or something like that. So like, for example, um, the two main ones I play on my way back home every night is um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links, which is just Yu-Gi-Oh! and some um, game based on Rebels of Ether called Creatures of Ether. Those two games I play usually on my way back home, and they're pretty fun games. So again, I just want to know if there's any mobile games that you play, like like um like if like you're online or just walking home or getting home. Hope oh, that makes sense. I'm uh, looking forward to the podcast tonight, guys. Hope you guys are doing good and everything. I'll see you soon. I love this question because um, I there's actually three apps that aren't uh, like networking apps or work apps that I use every day. Uh, one of those is uh, called Puzzle Page. It's on my iPad, and every day there's like si- uh, seven or eight different ki- types of puzzles to do. There's Sudoku, there's Crossword, Picture Path, uh, there's a Picross, uh, and it rotates like a word search. And every now, you know, you know it, and it, there's something new every day. And you can subscribe to it for a year, or you can just like watch ads and do the different puzzles. The other one uh, that I use every day is uh, it's called um, I'm I'm looking at it right here. It is called well, it's not going to come up, of course. Pixel art. It's just called pixel art, and it's a uh, it has a little icon with a little gecko on it wrapped around, or like a chameleon wrapped around a pencil, and uh, you can use the Apple Pencil to do pixel art, and it's like by the number, so. You deal with all the number one, then you do all the number two, and it's very relaxing. And then the last one that I play almost daily is on my iPhone. <laughs> I love this. It's called It's Literally Just Mowing. <laughs> and that's the name of the game. It's Literally Just Mowing, and you mow yards. That's what you do. And it has like the, the you know, the authentic mower sound. And everything, and you go through and you can like mow it however you want to and discover creatures and trick out your mower. It's stupid, I know, but it's like the ultimate time waster game. I'm sitting on the toilet and you know, like I'm playing a game. I don't want to answer any messages, I just want to zone out. It's not the only place that I play it. It's not just sitting on the toilet, but I mean, like, I don't have a commute like Mecha Dragon. Like, I don't get on the train to go home. If I played a game going home, I would run my car off the road. So, um, these are the things I do. What about you guys? Yeah, uh, my my commute is go downstairs. Uh, but <laughs> don't play but, games going down the stairs either. Yeah, um, I, I do. I have a an app called Color Number, which is similar to what what you had, where you basically paint a picture with you know all the ones are red, all the twos are yellow, or whatever. You know, and I I, I don't. I haven't, these are games that I've had for a while, but I haven't had a chance to really play much lately. Other games I have in here, there's one called Pixel Logic, which is like another Picross game. A Picross game I recently found called Mad Pixels kind of adds like a tournament setting to it. So, like every, like three times a week, they have a tournament where it'll give you everyone the same 36 puzzles and you get you, you get points depending on how fast you solve it how the l- 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 least amount number of x's you use 
will increase your score for not 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 losing a little life. You, you get three lives before it's a game over. So if you have more lives at the end, you get a higher score. So you add the score of all 36 puzzles and it ranks you against everyone else who's done it. And the first first turnaround I did, I was the only one who entered, so I won. And that was on a medium difficulty. I did one yesterday on an easy difficulty. That was like seven other people. And I had the number one score by like 200 points. It was like 15,000, like 15.6 thousand versus 15.3 thousand. <laughs> now, I haven't gone back to see if I won that one or not. And then um, other games that I've played, you know, I played, and I probably should have never downloaded this, called Solitaire Cube. Basically, you play Solitaire against someone else playing Solitaire with the same deck. And, you know, like, it's like money trades hands. If, if you, you know, you, you, you put up a dollar and if you win, you get a dollar seventy five because the house keeps the quarter. So as long as you win two out of every three, you're breaking even. <laughs> as long as. Yes. There has been runs of five wins and runs of five losses in a row. Fair enough. Sam, what about you? Well, let's see. I've got s- several things on here that I play, but uh, I'll just stick to like the top ones. Does Game Pass count, by the way? Playing, yeah, you know, via sure. the cloud, X Cloud. Because <laughs> I have the I have the Game Pass on here to be able to do X Cloud with the controller I have, and that that's how I get my Madden fix. You know, because I can't get it on the Switch. <laughs> I get it on my I get it through the Game Pass, especially for the latest one. Um. And the EA Pass, which has been great with the Ultimate X Cloud. So there's that, um, and a little bit of Stadia too. So those those cloud based systems I've been getting. But when I'm in line or things like Mecha Dragon, you know, suggested I, a couple games that I really liked. That I put a lot of sunk a lot of time in. Uh, kind of got that Sim City feel. Is Mini Metro and Pocket City. So those two games are ones that I spent a lot of time in. I haven't played them in a while, but I there was a is there was a time Met- there. Mini just, Metro is the one where you draw the lines to make traffic go to make uh for so you're drawing like metro lines or you know subway lines. Well, there's there's a metro one for the subway, and then there's mini motorways. Oh, okay. Which is an Apple Arcade only. Gotcha. And I want to say think- Apple Arcade does have several really good games on it. Yeah. And uh, and uh, the equivalent of that for Google is the uh, they have the Play Pass or whatever they call it too. So I have that, but I don't utilize it as much. So I'm not sure why I'm paying for it, but <laughs> but it's uh yeah, those are the ones I've been playing. And I think Mini Metro is even on the Switch too. But I've been playing Mini Metro and Pocket City the most, I think, on here for my mobile games. Gotcha. Awesome. Great question and. I mean, mobile games are games, whether you want to, you know, argue that or not. Maybe they're not the games you like. But again, we talked at our top of the show about just because you doesn't like, you don't like it doesn't mean that it's not a good game, right? Monster Hunter Rise and Bravely Default and all that. Well, guys, that is episode 311 of Nintendo Dads. We want to thank you for hanging out with us tonight. It's been uh, great to be uh, out and talk to these guys again. Like Tim said, Thursday night's. Is kind of the highlight of my week. I get to hang out with my friends and talk about video games. 
and my friends include you that are watching and listening. Uh, and I do want to say thank you again to everybody who donated to Gaming for Guru. And also, thank you to new subscribers. If you are a new subscriber on YouTube, this week you helped push us past 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. So we're 5,000 strong and growing. So oh, we boy. need to get... I want to get to the 10,000. Come on. I want the button. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, whatever level you get the button at. Yeah, that'd be 100,000. Well, let's go. We're only only 99,500 to go. That's right. That's right. Or That's, 95, right. That's our goal. 95,000. That's our goal for 2021. Get, get that 100,000 button. That's our goal. 100,000. And then whoever, whoever wins the predictions for the year gets to house that button at their house for the year. <laughs> That's what that's what we're gonna do. It's gonna it's gonna be a cost a lot to ship to Justin. <laughs> but you know, when you make easily easily uh, achievable predictions, I mean that's you know, I mean Those softball predictions. One of his be- was like the sky will be blue in twenty twenty one, wasn't it? Water is wet. That's my prediction. Water is wet. Nintendo will make games. Uh, guys, we also want to remind you, Gaming for Guru merch is available at TRT Public Store, as well as our Redbubble Store. You can go check those out over at nintendodads.org. That's our brand new website. And as we close out the show, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contronio, and Christopher Waring. You guys are awesome. Thank you for all your support. And you guys, no matter what level you're at over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, we are so thankful for each and every one of you. If you're not a patron of the show, we'd love to have you for a dollar a month. You can make that happen. Uh, also, you can find us in most places online, all the socials, all that good stuff by typing in Nintendo Dads and just hitting search. We would love to connect with you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, wherever we are. Wherever you are, we're probably there, too. Email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in like Mecca and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And remember, sharing is caring. Tell folks about the show. Share our social media posts. And be sure to go to our your audio podcast listening app of choice. Give us a five-star review. Write some words, kind words, generous words, the best words. Make them the best words. All the bigly, praise us bigly over there. And uh, it helps people find the show. That's really the most important thing. It's not about the reviews. It just helps people find the show. It pushes us up the charts a little bit. So for me, for Jesse, and for Tim, this has been episode 311 of Nintendo Dads. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. <laughs>